Welcome to the ABCs of Matrescence. We are two mamas, Emma and Mackenzie. We both have one-year-old boys, and we are here to bring you real motherhood from A to Z and absolutely everything in between. So welcome to episode eight. How are you all doing? Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, We appreciate y'all listening to episode seven. We got some great feedback on that one. If you haven't listened, we interviewed a friend, Tina Halpert. She is uh, from the blog and um, social media, Carrots and Cake. And we chatted all things motherhood and her experience with ulcerative colitis and life on social media and all the things. So it was a really great conversation and we appreciated having her on. So today we are going to just kind of have a fun laid back episode and talk about our favorite things from the first year of motherhood. Um, it, there's a lot going on right now, if you hadn't noticed in the world. So we definitely were going to chat about COVID-19 and all that jazz first, but we just decided, I, I know personally I'm tired of hearing about it all day, every day and having a little distractions. Nice. Amen. So, Amen. Yeah. So. Well, and even today I, I got a text or a couple days, I should say a couple days ago, I got a text from a friend reaching out asking me, hey, I remember you telling me you really love the high chair that Emerson uses. What was the name of it again? And it was a reminder to me because at the moment when I got the text, I was having just one of those like spinning moments of worrying about the coronavirus, worrying about what's going on, COVID. And then I got her text and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Like things are, you know, we're still moms, right? We're still going through the motions. We're still feeding our babies every day. She's a mama who's, you know, she her baby's about want to say three months old now and she's gonna soon enough be thinking high chairs and so it was it was kind of a reminder to me that like hey you know there is a ton going on but there is also a lot of motherhood going on too and there in addition to discussing I guess the climate of our country and our world right now there's also some things we can chat about that just have to do with raising our little humans. So, Oh, definitely. I have a friend that I feel so bad. She's eight months pregnant. Her baby shower was supposed to be Saturday, <gasps> womp, womp, oh. which really stinks. So I made sure to send her something. But it was fun going through her registry and like remembering, you know, mm. all the, all my favorites. And I was, you know, it, it's always so funny because I was looking for through her registry. I'm like, no, 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 don't like, get this one. Get this yeah. one. I'm like, Emma, <laughs> let her have her own registry. Stop trying to tell her. Because I'm like, I'm certainly no expert. But. But there was just some of these things that I was like, oh, I ordered that and it, it did not work for me. So don't waste your time on that. Or That's you know, true. There are those things. things but, yep. but, but then again, things. you know, what what things that I like didn't necessarily work for somebody else. And by Very course, true. I, that's that's I remember actually everybody true. telling me you have to get diaper wipe warmer. And I'm like, I'm not getting a diaper wipe warmer. Like my child will be okay if his wipes are not, you know. How funny. I didn't either. Poor Rhode Island oh. baby. It was like oh, February yeah, when he was born. I was like, sorry, bud. You'll be fine. Yeah, no, that was just not one of those things that was going to take the time to do. But again, to each his own. If that is what you enjoy and your baby is oh so happy with his medium warm wipes, then more power to you. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Absolutely. Yeah, I know it is. It is interesting to think back on what you know you thought you needed and then what you really needed. And yeah, no, it's fun. I've, I've gotten to go through a few registries of a couple girlfriends because they've asked me to just like take a glance and give some feedback. And that was a lot of fun just to be able to say, well, this is what I really liked. And here's some things that worked for me and to kind of see what they had already come up with. So it's fun. It's fun yep, stuff. Absolutely. Well, let's first get the uh, the reality situation uh, talked about. So what's going on with you and in COVID-19? How's your quarantine world? So my quarantine world. So we're just hanging out, lots and lots of hanging out. So my husband's back to work. Um, 
and he has a pretty pretty tough stretch. So he'll do six days in a row of uh, 2 p.m. to 11 p.m. So it's just long. You know, it's long days for him. Just creates some worry for for me, for us. But um, we're just going to trust that the hospital is doing the very best they can to keep everybody safe. And we just have a few extra protocols in place. You know, he's going to now shower at the hospital after his shift. And already they have them changing out of whatever they wear to the hospital into scrubs they wear there. Then changing out of those scrubs and then the hospital launders them. So they already have a few things like that. But we're just going to, I guess, try our best to... Just be positive. It's it's tough though. It's really challenging. I get worried. I worry that he's going to work. I mean, for goodness sakes, I worry when when I get my you know Instacart or my Whole Foods grocery delivery on my front door. Let alone the fact that my husband is basically on the front lines. So, I think that that is just going to be honestly a daily challenge. But the nice thing about having a almost fourteen month old is that no day is ever boring or the same. So yeah, you're not exactly sitting around completely focusing on it twenty four seven. You're more trying to keep him from you know turning the house into disaster zone so yep exactly so what about for you guys um i feel like things have i don't know settled into whatever this new normal is i guess um for us the governor officially issued the shelter in place even though we've had it here in the city of savannah for the last week so i mean we're we're not doing anything we're not going anywhere um I have been going to the store once a week to pick out groceries. Just I've had problems getting deliveries. Um, every time I try to get Whole Food deliveries, it's really hard to get a window. And oh, so tough. Uh, I mean, it's really hard. And then a lot of the times, the it seems like the stuff that is popular and hard to get is not always available to order online. Even though like they won't let me order eggs, but when I went to the store, they had eggs. So mm. I've had some problem with like. So anyway, I'm just going once a week and. I don't know. I I hate to say I'm not freaking out about it. Or I'm not overly worried about it. But, you know, I'm careful. I don't overly touch stuff. Yes, somebody's touching my stuff, but they're going to be touching it to load it and deliver it anyway. So I kind of, you know, and I I like to pick out my produce and my other stuff because every time I've ordered, I've gotten like produce that's about to die. And I'm like, well, that's not. Oh, bad. I had some. I've had two very, very sad raspberry orders this week. I mean, maybe yeah. I'm the fool for ordering raspberries in April, but still. Yeah, it's weird. So I'm not sure what the uh, what the deal is with that. But um, so yeah, I'm just going to the grocery store once a week. I'm going like Saturdays and also going like first thing in the morning. So you know, less Smart. less yeah. people in the store and all those jazz. But past that, we are just hanging out, living our living our best life. Hubby is working from home, and I kind of feel like we've fallen into a bit of a routine. And it's actually starting to be really nice to have him available. Some, um, I mean, he's working. He's typically on like conference calls and stuff all the time. So my biggest issue is I'm going around trying to keep a toddler from making a screaming appearance on his uh, work calls. But hey, we're all doing our best, right? Exactly. Yeah. No, it I is. Think it, people it, have to understand. <laughs> and it's it's nice to kind of get into a little bit of a rhythm too. Like, you know, when my husband is home, it's, you know, he's obviously knows our routine. So he kind of just slips into that, which is really helpful. And yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of us, I, you know, I should say a lot on us as mamas, you know, we're, we're the ones I feel like predominantly making the meals and doing the kind of house organization. But I know that, you know, communication always helps that, right? To kind of saying, hey, like, this is what I need. Like today I was like, before you go into your shift, I would love 15 minutes to take a shower. Thanks. Yep. And I think it's so. actually made me speak up a little bit more. Um, maybe because like during normal life, I did have some time when a nanny would come or this and that. And I actually feel like I've just been a little bit, a little bit more like, nope, I need you to do this. Nope, this needs to happen. And I mean, my husband is absolutely willing to. He's just, 
I don't know if I, I shouldn't say men in general, but I do feel like sometimes he just doesn't see the same things that I see. He doesn't see kind of, I'm always looking at what's the next step, what's the next thing we need to do. And he just doesn't see things, but he is always very open to when I ask for a little help or when I'm like, I just need 30 minutes. Can I have it? And he's more than willing to. So I feel like I've actually gotten a little bit better at just communicating like, okay, if this is our situation and I'm kind of in 24 seven mom mode. I, I need a little bit of help here and there. And so we're, we're getting there. We're, we're surviving. It definitely could be worse. So. No, that's so well said. I feel the same way. And I feel like the other thing that I, I have gotten more comfortable with is also just very much guilt-free. Like if he's like, oh, I'll go give him or send a bath instead of being like, oh, are you sure? Like, you don't want me to help with that or something? I'm really much like, okay, great. Thanks. You know, just 100%. kind of, re- you know, yep, realizing like way. they can totally take, take the reins. Like, oh, hey, you know, I, you know, at 1130 when, you know, he needs to get up from a snap, I'm going to be finishing X, Y, or Z. Can you please get him up and hang with him? I'll put lunch together and then we'll eat lunch around 1215, you know, and he's like, sure. So it's like, yep. you just have to be, at least I find a little bit more direct, like you said, and it, it makes a difference. I mean, I flat out told my husband, I was like, I don't love doing the bath every night. Like I just personally, for whatever reason, which is weird, because Owen's really happy in the bath, but it's just it's the end of the night. I'm tired. I've been doing it all day. And it just feels like one more thing I have to rush through. And um, so dad's taking over bath time and they have such a good time. And it's nice. I clean up the house. I clean up the kitchen, like peace and mm-hmm. quiet. And, you know, they have a great time. They have their own little routine now. They brush their teeth together. They put on pajamas. And it's really, really sweet. And so I think me just voicing like, hey, can you jump in in this way has been a great thing for everybody. So, yep, we're working on it. It's a constant work in progress. Yeah, for sure. And I think, too, just like really keeping the anxiety in check and just kind of reminding myself of, I guess, the things that we do know. What, what, what do we already know about the virus? You know, what, what do we know about the way it spreads? What are the things that we can be doing? I try to remind myself of those truths and try my best to stay off the news. It's so easy, I think, especially before I go to bed as I'm just kind of playing around on my phone, like you're just kind of scroll through the Apple news or pop on the CNN app or something. And every time I do, I'm literally kicking myself because See, I'm pretty it just good makes about it worse. not doing that. Actually, I, I get I have our local news app on my phone. And it sends me an alert if anything really happens. So they do like the two updates twice a day on how many cases are in our area. And so I get those alerts. And then I get something like if the mayor actually changes something or whatever. But Mm. I'm really not following all the news. Like I can't read all the sad stories. I just and I'm Mm. not trying to be ignorant to it. But I just I just can't function all day like that. I just have to deal with the the day to day and what's in front of me and doing our best and trying to stay positive. And so I really don't read all the all the details. So no, well, that's what you said to me today when I was telling you that I was just feeling just kind of like in that hole again of just worrying about everything you reminded me just one day after another. And I mean, that's the best perspective to have and to try to like scale it back. So I just kind of said, okay, well, what was good about today? Well, we got to take a walk before it's going to be raining. Basically, it's raining now and it'll be raining all day tomorrow. But we got to walk in this morning. Hey, that's a good thing. Um, you know, we, I made some really bomb meatloaf last night. So leftovers today were on point. Yeah. Um, you know, just like I try to, when I can be like, all right, what's, what's the good stuff going on? And, you know, but it is yeah. tough though, because I don't know if you found this with family or friends, but if I like hop on the phone, like especially with my mom, I feel like, or um, a girlfriend just to catch up real quick. It feels like, of course, the whole conversation is about COVID-19. And then, you know, it's like people almost can't help themselves, but to share what what is the most, I guess, exciting or dramatic thing that they've heard. So, you know, my mom is quickly sharing about this or this difficulty with, you know, my my dad's business or this. And I want to be aware of these things. But sometimes like, 
when I already feel so heavy with like my anxiety and what's going on for me, it's almost like, oh my gosh, I just almost feel like I can't like carry that anymore. You yeah. know? No, I think that's fair. And I, I guess I try hard to, and then maybe it's not fair to everybody else, but almost protect myself and decide like when are the windows during the day that I can have those conversations and when are the windows I can't. And so truth, I might ignore somebody's phone call if I know it's going to be a pretty heavy negative one and I'll call them back. But when I'm just like in a better place, but there's Mm -hmm. just like a time and place that I can't have that conversation. So sometimes honestly for me, yeah, taking a walk outdoors, like, I don't know, I'm in a happier environment and I can have that conversation Mm -hmm. and listen a little bit Mm -hmm. from a better perspective, but maybe not first thing in the morning when I tend to wake up already feeling a little bit more anxious and like I'm indoors and I'm rushing around. So I just, I just try to protect myself a little bit just so I can have have better conversations and be more engaged in it as opposed to just like, I can't take this. So Yeah, no, that's, that's good. It's a good point. And I think it's true. Like just getting yourself in the right mindset to chat with, you know, whoever the person is, is, is important too. So. Yep. so. All right. So, well, yeah. you want to talk some highs and lows for the week? I would love to chat some highs and lows. So I would say my high of the week is we finished Mrs. Maisel season three and oh, so good. It's so good. It's so fun. Like we have so little time for TV because it has to be like once Emerson's in bed, assuming neither of us have anything else we have to get done. But it's been it's been fun, and so we we enjoyed it. You're it's definitely not a cliffhanger. Watching TV all day, like everybody else seems to think oh, that that's what happens. My gosh, I know. I'm seriously so jealous of. I mean. I shouldn't say so jealous, right? I, I love Everson. I'm so happy I have him in my but life. But it's okay but to be jealous at moments. I'm a little jealous. Like, I'm a little yeah, jealous yeah, of the friends that, that are kids. cooking and, yeah. and listening to, you know, any show they want and, you know, doing, you know, six yoga classes a day. And yeah, definitely not uh, yeah. not the case here. But, but Mrs. Maisel's great. So. Mrs. Maisel is great. And the like the cliffhanger was like, OMG. So I cannot wait for season four. My meat, my meatloaf was really good too. Like that's that's a plus. It's like was like has meat in it. Just beef. Um, I think it was like eighty-five, fifteen. So like, just a really good, flavorful beef, and then tons of veggies that I added in. So yeah, it was Love bomb. That. So good. Yeah. And then my low is just honestly, it's just kind of this low grade to medium grade constant feeling of anxiousness related to COVID nineteen. And I find that the more that I articulate it, or the more that I share, like whether it's sharing with you, Emma, or sharing with friends, or my parents, or whatnot, it's that honestly, that is echoed with everybody that I speak to, you know, so it's almost like as much as I don't like it, it's I guess it's a reminder that what I'm feeling truly is what a lot of people are feeling. And, you know, I'm probably more prone to being anxious, but I guess it's just in a way it's comforting, right? To know. Yes, that's that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, just talking to Tina last week, you know, she mentioned, is it normal that I just have these days that is bust into tears? And we were both like, of like that's exactly how we feel and I think that's most people that I've talked to and like this is just very hard it just is and I think we're all getting through it and we just have good days and bad days or good moments and bad moments so I think just giving ourselves grace to you know move Mm -hmm. through all that is is the best we can do yep what about you highs and lows um let's see i would say my high for the week i'm like why can't i think of a high for the week Probably hey your ball pit was really cool owen loved that. my ball pit was cool yeah so we do have a little ball pit for owen and um we had a, a good rainy day so i was prepared and we set that up and it was really fun i have bruised knees because <laughs> i was trying to crawl through the ball pit which you know this is one of those things i wonder like 
I do think parenting would be a little easier just energy level wise had I had children younger. You know, I'm about to be 34. So I'm not saying I'm like old, old, but I'm not I'm not as young as a lot of, you know, being a 28 year old mom or something. And man, just crawling all over through the ball, ball pits. I was like sore afterwards. I have like bruised knees. I feel just like, why Why is this so hard? I know. I think back to my like 16 year old nanny days and I'm like, maybe those 16 and pregnant girls are onto something because I, I was just yeah. bouncing with energy, man. Yep. Every day I'm like, I need a nap after chasing him around for four <laughs> hours. But no, we've had it. We've just in general actually had some really fun playtime and, you know, good moments. Um, I would say my low for the week. I actually mentioned this on Instagram, so I won't go too into detail but we were taking a walk last weekend I guess it was and um right into a neighbor friend she was out did I talk about this in the last podcast I don't think you did see I don't think I did corona I ball I did yeah corona corona ball. Ball. I don't think so I think we just mentioned it on Instagram um yeah we mentioned it there but I don't think yeah. so if you did it's 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 worth telling again though well, okay. so anyway one. we ran into a friend and she was there with her little guy who's just a couple months older than Owen and he was out running around out out of his stroller playing with the ball with dad I was talking to the mom an appropriate distance apart well before either of us could do anything her little boy comes running up and hands Owen his sweet tennis ball. He wanted to share his toy, which was super nice that he had been drooling on and chewing on. And of course, my child kindly grabs it and puts it directly in his mouth. So as we have been quarantining and staying at home and doing all the things, you know, within two seconds, all of that was out the window. And then I also found out the next day that her husband works at a place that got shut down because they had an outbreak so i had a little bit of my own um panic moment so that was my low just because i just felt like a terrible mom because i was like i am trying so hard to do all the things and in a split second like (sighs) well that was that was like me i mean that was that was the head first in the bathtub we we even have this fancy little child lock that's on the pocket door that is like cinched to do and the one moment that it's open and the one moment he runs into the bathroom i should say crawls because we're only doing five steps at a time still it's impressive but not running crawls in very quickly i was just putting his socks in his little dresser drawer walk back in he's leaning over the bathtub i hear the thud head first in the bathtub i'm like cool yep you know like it's And it was just so funny because it was one of these like slow moment, like TV, you know, moments or something where all the parents are standing around going, no, (laughs) as we watch this like exchange happen. And normally it would be so sweet. And I know that's the thing. It's like, how, isn't it going to be weird though? Like, how are we going to like rewire our brains? Like when we're on a walk and I see someone. are going to be scarred for life because they're going to think that they're like forever unclean and like have to be Lysol down every time they touch anything or they have to stay in six feet apart from a person, you know. Or like when you're, when you're on a walk, like if I'm on a walk with Emerson normally and a person's coming with like a dog or something, usually I'm a little mindful because I don't know what the dog's personality is, but if someone walks near the stroller, especially if it's just a person or people, I don't think twice about it. It's so weird to me now how if I see someone coming, I will just like naturally gravitate towards the other side of the street. And like even that or like the, the couple of times I have been out grocery shopping or whatnot, I have been so hyper aware of where people are in, in relationship to my proximity. And that's just not me at all. You know, like, I mean, I, I was that person that was like completely unfazed being like, you know, 
completely sweating in the middle of the summer in the Parisian metro and not thinking twice about the fact that, you know, I'm crammed in there with like hundreds of other people like, cool, sign me up, no problem. Like, and now it's like the thought of somebody like six feet away from me on a walk is like, ooh, you know, it's yep, weird. Totally. Everybody just like walks away from each other. I mean, we wave. I will say I'm pretty friendly with people. Yeah, I wave. Like, hey, you're another human being. Yeah, hey, hi, hi. Hi, hi. other people exist. How are you world, hanging in there? Fine. I will say I think it's a good thing or that we are lucky in some ways that our boys are so young. True. They don't really True. know. Like, they're not super aware of the changes, you know, as I think I posted on Instagram the other day. Honestly, I think for Owen, it's like his best day over and over again because mom and dad are home all the time. Yeah, and for him, totally. it's fantastic. It's great. And so I try to keep that in mind that my attitude at home matters. My anxiety level around him matters. Um, you True. Know, he's just point. enjoying his life and he loves having mom and dad around all the time. And he really doesn't know that all this craziness is going on. He's not missing out on anything. And so while all this is scary and obviously not ideal in our living situation every day, you know, I, I do want this to be a positive time for him. He deserves that. And I do find that he feeds off my anxiety. And we tend to have the worst days when I'm in a bad place. And then he seems extra fussy. And I do think there's some of that, like him picking up on my emotions. So that is something that motivates me to keep it all in check a little bit. No, that's, that's a really good point. I think it's absolutely true. I mean, they might be very tiny, but they are very perceptive. And I think the other thing that I try to remind myself of is what I am in control of right now is my own personal health, right? So yep. like, granted, I'm having some wine right now. However, um, as a general rule, <laughs> you know, like definitely like staying hydrated, like obviously both of us enjoy doing exercise, whether it's a walk or, you know, for you, 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 you put yourself through a full workout or like I'll watch a, you know, yoga or pure bar video and obviously like eating well. I mean, granted, again, we've talked about this before, but yes, there are more cookies. Yes, there's more chocolate, but in oh, yeah. the you know, the 80, 20, the 90, 10, really, if we're yeah. honest, I mean, we eat yeah. well. And I guess it's just, I just keep saying to myself, you know, what can I control? I can control that if I were to get the the virus, I am going into it in the best possible health. So just to, you know, be healthy for me and, and healthy for Emerson. So that's, that's what I try to, when I get really blah, I just try to remind myself, hey, at least I'm drinking a lot of H2O. <laughs> More importantly, what kind of wine are you drinking this evening? So I am drinking, it's a red blend, but they actually do the, or they, what is the word for it? When you keep the wine in the barrel for a long time. Fermented? The what? Fermented? Like fer fermented. Like yeah. I think it's a fermentation yeah. process. Yeah. Sounds professional. Um, yeah. Clearly we're not sommeliers. Um, Absolutely. But the, the, it's actually fermented, if you will, or curated in whiskey barrels. So it takes oh. on a little bit of that essence of whiskey. So it's kind of yeah. unique. And yeah, so I'm enjoying that. What about you? Oh, I'm being real classy and drinking a box of black box cap. So, you know. Hey, I bet it's pretty bomb. I mean, whatever. It does the trick. I don't drink a ton. As, not that I, I'm like, not like I used to. That makes me sound like I used to drink a ton. I used to drink more, but now that I have a child, yeah. I, you know, have one glass a few nights a week and same, I enjoy same. it and, you know, but I don't go through a bottle as quickly. Um, so having a box is nice and convenient and now I don't have to go to the store and replenish very often. So that's No, okay. it make, makes sense. Yeah. Whenever we have a, a bottle, we have this thing that like removes the air from the bottle. Like yeah, after you, helps. yeah, it helps. And so, but yeah, if it's ever like just me with a bottle, like that definitely takes several nights to get through. So which is a good thing because if if, it, if I were to have it all in one sitting, I would wake up with the world's worst headache and that is just, who has time for that? Well, I've made that mistake going out to a happy hour a couple times with girlfriends and I mean, I'd have two glasses of wine. It's not like I went crazy and I wake up with like the world's worst headache. So um, yeah. yeah, pregnancy and postpartum and wine drinking has not 
done great things. But that's probably not the worst thing in the world. So, Yep, true, true. Anyway, you ready to talk some favorite things? I am ready to chat some favorite things, but we do just want to ask everyone, if you don't mind, I know we, we usually mention this at the end of our podcast, but just a little reminder that if you are listening to us, but you don't yet follow us on Instagram, we would absolutely love for you to check out what we have on there. We have obviously lots of fun posts and just updates on when we have new episodes, etc. But we also share a little bit what's going on in our lives. We try to keep things real. That's just who we are. And that's one of our main goals in doing this project. And so be sure to check us out and follow us at ABCs of Matrescence and just the same title as our podcast. So just a little a little something there for, for those of you that might be listening to us here but don't yet follow us. We would love to, to communicate with you as well. And Instagram is just such a great medium for that. You can send us a message, you can comment on a post and those kinds of things just allow us to to think a little bit more about what we want to bring to you, what topics we want to bring to you, what we're what we're already saying and what you're liking, feedback, etc. So just wanted to throw that in there as well. Oh yeah. That would be great. Yep. Follow us. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're gonna start off. We kind of tried to organize these with some semblance of making sense. So we're gonna kind of go through some more favorite things from the pregnancy stage to newborn stage and then some postpartum and, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, let's get going. So we talked about favorite pregnancy and postpartum clothing. What were some of your go-tos? All right, girl, my go-to, a line leggings from Lululemon. Like every woman in the world needs to buy them. Well, yes, I they're overpriced. Oh, yes, yeah. they are. We realize it. They're worth However, it yeah. beyond worth it. Like literally today I was wearing the black leggings that I wore before I was pregnant during my entire pregnancy, during my entire first few months postpartum and still now. See, I'm jealous because I did not get them until post-pregnancy because you convinced me because I was like, Ugh, I feel silly spending this much money on a pair of leggings, yep. even though I do get a discount, thankfully, as a trainer, which is pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, they're the best thing ever. Now I have three pairs and yeah. I live in them and they are so comfy. I can totally see them um, growing with you and stretching pregnancy oh my gosh so, yeah, they, I will they never grow get maternity leggings again i had a couple pairs and i hated them yeah i had one pair that kept falling down i had to yes, actually like end up getting terrible. a belly band to hold them up yeah so a, a, the thing about a line is the fabric stretches to 11 times its size so i remember mm-hmm. i had had that pair and then i bought a second pair actually while i was pregnant and i remember going in the store and the guy saying what's your normal size and i was telling him and i was like but i'm pregnant obviously my belly was huge and i was like and so i think i should go up a size he's like oh no no don't go up a size i was like sir I was like, I appreciate your positivity and your kindness right now, do but I think I need to go up a size. Under my shirt. <laughs> yeah, do not see that there is a growing human. And he was like, no, trust me on this one. I was like, all right, I trusted him. Glad I did. Because yet again, I'm still wearing those now. So they're just amazing. And Lululemon in general, um, I find that their leggings are are good. The, the Wonder Unders, I, I have a few pairs of those, but nothing is like the buttery soft material of the Align. I, I, I wish right now we were being sponsored. That'd be so cool. I know. But we're not, and this is still well, how much we love them. Well, and I can just them. say <laughs> that I also have so many pairs of leggings that are just like, eh. Like, so I don't, true. They don't so feel great. True. They're not. And so I kept buying more as opposed to just like paying the, the extra for the Align and being mm-hmm. super happy with them and not having to buy more all the time. So exactly worth it. So and I'm going to throw in, I'm going to throw in one more thing and that's yeah, hashtag please. no camel toe. I said it. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. There's, no, yep. There's no camel perfect. toe, not even when you're pregnant, which is, nope. I think very important to say that and no bunching. Oh, yeah. No bun. no bunching. That's a no big bunching. One. Yep. And they don't you, cut into your sides. No, nope, they don't. They're so soft. Yeah. One common is on the lighter colors. If you go for like a super light color, I do have one in like a light teal that I got 
postpartum and I love those. I wear them all the time. I think while I was pregnant, I probably would not have been as stoked to have a super light color just because they're, I, they are a thin material. In them. I mean, if I'm going to be real, like if you have some cellulite, which I do, almost everybody I know has a little bit and I have noticed, especially with the lighter colors, you can see some of that. Yeah. So, so that's just like a, you know, a pro tip to get. Yeah. yeah. I got, I got when I was pregnant, I, well, I had them before, but I had black ones. But then when I was very pregnant and bought a second pair, I bought a dark burgundy. So both of those were flawless. So I have the super high rise ones and they're my absolute favorite. Oh, I need to get those. I actually I just know. saw them on the We Made Too Much. That's another pro tip. Oh, Ooh, I'll have to check that out. Yep. The website, if you go to We Made Too Much, it's basically their version of sale. It's final sale. However, if you get something and it's like defective, of course you could take it to the store because they're understanding. So like, but once it just you know your size, size, it's pretty consistent. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, for me, um, these are pretty quick. I have a bunch of these, just like fairly cheap. I mean, they're like 10, 12 bucks or something, maybe. Old Navy, they're, wor- they're I live in workout clothes, so I'm not going to pretend like I wear real clothes, by the way. So, Align leggings and these Old Navy, like, tie-back tanks, like, you can just tie them in the back. And I just love them because, again, I wore them. I really didn't buy any maternity, like, workout clothes or any of that. And I just wore these, and they stretch. They have extra room, and you could just tie them a little bit tighter post-pregnancy. And so, yeah. They were just lots of colors. They're flattering, all that kind of stuff. So they were great. And you still like them now? Oh, yeah. I still, I mean, I had several before pregnancy. I wore them during and now I'm still wearing them. So Awesome. Okay. I'll have to check those out. Yep. So just nice, affordable to to go with your overpriced leggings. Yeah. True. True. (laughs) Something a little bit more realistic. Yep. Absolutely. So people share a lot of pregnancy advice. What was some of your, what was something that was actually helpful in your favorite? So my favorite piece of advice was that I actually did take, and I'm, I'm glad I did, is to do things with your partner. So whether, you know, your husband, your wife, significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, I guess, is your counterpart in the pregnancy or just your friends in general, it is so, so much fun to take advantage of this time when you're pregnant. Because once the baby comes, it's wonderful, but it's cue Aladdin, a whole new world. And I think that it is absolutely worth it to take time during the pregnancy to spend time now where the advice also translates is after the pregnancy where the idea is once you feel comfortable leaving baby even for just a couple hours it is so so wonderful to just have that chance to reconnect with again the aforementioned right partner husband wife whoever it is or just friends if you if you get an opportunity to go on a walk with a friend or something i think that that was really really helpful for me and helpful for my husband as well so i would say whether that means going out on a limb and meaning you have to interview a few sitters do you find one that you feel comfortable with or asking a family member you know that you feel comfortable as well um, to watch baby for an hour or two those um, those kind of moments i think are very very helpful especially for new parents yeah I'd say my favorite piece of advice that I got was um, somebody told me while we were trying to get your partner to go to the all the, all the appointments if they can. Um, and we did that. And I think a lot of that started because we had to do so much of the fertility treatments and stuff. And he came to basically, oh, he missed one appointment, which I won't even go into that because if he missed the one appointment, that was really bad. <laughs> and he was like, I will never miss another appointment again. But um, he came to just all the ultrasounds. We're lucky that I know not every dad can do that, but we tried to schedule them. That was a time that was also convenient for him. And he came and it's really felt like it was such a bonding experience and also just got him very involved in the pregnancy and even bonding with the baby you know it's easy for mom too because you know it's our bodies but I really thought it connected him to the baby and yeah it was a special experience for both of us so um, somebody telling me to do that was really helpful 
Oh, I really like that. My husband did uh, was a little bit trickier with with uh, with work for him, but he did um, come to all of the ultrasound appointments, which was really really helpful. So yeah, that's yeah, awesome. that's good. So that's that's really good advice. I like that. Yeah. Do you have a favorite pregnancy moment or memory? Let's see. Um, I know I, I kind of threw say... this one in there. P.S. I didn't really tell her I was asking this one. Yeah, but I like it. though. It's a really good yeah. question. Yeah. I would say. What was very special was I was able to have a baby shower back in Arizona, and that was with um, my husband wasn't able to come, but I was able to with my family, and that was wonderful. My my mom and sister threw it for me, and also my sister in law, and they just made just truly a beautiful day, and so I love that. So it was a very fun moment. But then a moment that was particularly special was when we did also had a baby shower in Atlanta over Thanksgiving, so that was really nice timing, and that was with my husband's side of the family. And at that baby shower were the couple that I mentioned in one of our earlier podcasts, the Emersons, Sandy and David Emerson, and that's who our son Emerson is named after. And so we were all there, all of us in, in the kitchen, and you know, we we're saying the prayer before the meal, and then my husband, you know, was thanking everybody, thank you so much for gathering, because it was basically Thanksgiving slash the baby shower. I mean, it wasn't really a full shower, but you, you get the idea. Family was there yeah, and yeah, yeah. it was an opportunity it's a and family so- celebration for us. Exactly. And everyone was waiting for us to reveal the name and we were doing it prior to, I know some people will wait until after the birth, but we were, we knew the name actually even before I was pregnant. So we were ready to tell everybody. And it was just so touching to share Emerson's name with his family, including the Emersons themselves. So it was a really touching moment. So that was my favorite. That's really sweet. Yeah, Yeah. that's really sweet. I think um, for us, our 16 week ultrasound for whatever reason um, was just the one thing that popped out in my head of just like a really special moment. And that's when we found out we were having a boy and it really has nothing to do with finding out we were having a boy. I did not care one way or the other. I did have that instinct that we were having a boy. I just, did you feel that way? Do you have any like, you know, maybe deep down I, I knew it was a boy. I mean, like I mentioned before, I was thinking, I, I guess I just thought I was I should say I was hoping for a girl only because I thought I'm a girl. I have a great relationship with my mom. Yeah. Like I would like a baby girl, you know. But yeah. then once they were said, well, you, you know, have it's a boy. sister that you were closer True. with and all that. Yeah. True. Yeah. So I guess yeah, I guess that I. But when they said it was a boy, I wasn't like shocked, you know. So I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we had that ultrasound, and I think. I had had a hard time for whatever. Well, we we had had a, I mentioned on a previous podcast we I we had had a miscarriage prior to this, and we went through all the infertility stuff. So I did not mm, invest a lot, I guess, during the beginning of this pregnancy because I just it broke my heart the first time, and so I was very just reserved of getting too emotionally invested. And so even when we hit twelve weeks, I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, we'll see. You know, I'll believe it when I see it kind of mindset. Mm, I was just mm-hmm. afraid to get hurt again. And, but there was something at that 16 week appointment of like them pulling up the screen and finding out it was a boy. And I mean, I would have felt the exact same if it was a girl. It was just, it made me feel like it was a person in there and like mm. this was actually happening. And I just remember it was a really emotional moment for my husband and I. And we both kind of broke down in tears and it was really, really sweet. And it was just kind of that turning point where we were like, Ooh. Okay, I like. I think this is actually going to happen this time, and so it anyway, it was really special and one of those I will always remember. So it's very cool. Oh, I love that. That's so sweet. Yeah. So yeah. let's move on to the baby stage. So, mm, baby, um, baby. what was your favorite newborn essential? There's always such a long list of the must-haves. So, what what were really must-haves for you? So I'll keep it really short and sweet. One is the swaddle, and we love the Halo swallow. It's the Halo brand with wings. So it's Velcro wings. So basically you zip the baby into the swaddle, you put the little arms kind of by their sides, you can kind of cross the hands over the belly and then put one 
like wing down and then the other wing down you kind of make like a little v like a kind of a v-neck almost with the two wings mm -hmm. and some people love to swaddle themselves with a, with a swaddle blanket but i found I that i could never get it that. tight enough yeah, yeah no, so and and we found that at first we we're like oh no emerson likes his hands free well every baby likes their hands free they don't want to be like you know in a, in a tight jacket or straight jacket however once they learn to love the swaddle at least that's what we found is that it really worked out super well for us so I would say that swaddle was phenomenal of all of them. I, I mean, I had all of them. I had the miracle swaddle. I had, I don't know. I have the so summer many infant swaddles. swaddles. Like, I mean, I'm not kidding. I bet I have 10 swaddles. That was one of those things. I'm like, oh my gosh, the next time around, I will not do that. I will buy the one swaddle we found that worked pretty well, which I don't think Owen liked any of the swaddles. I, you may be right on the whole, like you have to train the baby to like the swaddle, but we didn't pick that up until it was almost too late and needed to ditch the swaddle. So, ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, no, we were swaddles. we were pretty we were pretty hardcore. Like I just was like, I, I really think that, that he'll get used to swaddling, and so it, it it did work for him. But again, every baby is different, so who knows? Oh yeah, totally. And then white noise machine. Yeah. So oh, I have the Marpack one, and it's great. Yeah, so we have that noise. hatch, and it's great. I love it too. So, yep. so white noise um, and swaddle are my yep. two. My newborn essential was my boobs. So <laughs> that's pretty much all we needed. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, I love no, it. My child, God, I love him. But he hated everything. Or who knows? We probably just sucked at doing everything. I have no idea. I still maintain that like it's this balance of he was a colicky, not super happy newborn. And we were also frantic parents that had no idea what we were doing um but yeah no hated swaddles hated swings hated any contraption we tried to buy hated the stroller hated the car seat um so i just laughed because when people are like what are what are your must-haves i'm like nothing worked except for my boobs it was the only thing that got that kid to be quiet or like seemed to be comforting to him so yeah i could have really saved a lot of money and just you know worked with what i had well, hey, and it's not a bad segue for we're really excited as well for our upcoming episode where we're going oh, to be yeah. interviewing a lactation consultant. So boobs yep. are very helpful. Boobs. That's all you need in the world. See many times <laughs> I can say boobs in the next few minutes. So <laughs> anyway, all right. Favorite baby clothing. What were you loving for the, the first year? So I would say a brand that I absolutely love, but it's so sad they're out of like, I don't think they're in business anymore is uh, the Gymboree stuff. Yeah, that's really sad. I don't know if you ever had Owen in any of that, but Jimbery has super cute clothes. And nope, they, actually, I've never bought from there. So yeah, I ha I hadn't really been there and did much there, but then my cousin sent me some clothes, and they were our absolute favorite. But alas, they're they're out of business. But of the clothes that he still is wearing now, and brands that we loved throughout the last you know twelve fourteen months, I would say definitely Burt's Bees, very affordable. That was uh, our number one too. So yeah, Burt's Bees. Echo that. Yep. Lots of Gap. Yep. Same. same. And uh, Hannah Anderson. Hannah Anderson yep. washes super well. And then just a little bit uh, recently, we've done a little bit of the Janie and Jack, which can be pretty overpriced. So I generally wait for the sales slash a family member that wants to buy him something. But it's um, they have really nice fabrics and stuff too. Some of the things are a little bit like, would you really dress a baby in that? Like Janie and Jack is like kind of almost like a resort look all the time. And and. Yeah. I had a pair of hand-me-down shorts for Emerson from his cousin, and I was literally trying to zip him into these, like, khakis. I had to lay him on his back and, like, literally, like, telling my 14-month-old to suck in his stomach, like, <laughs> trying to button them. Like, it was literally, suck like... Suck it up, kiddo. Yeah, it was so funny. You and really I was, like, need to yeah, lay off is, the boob. Yeah, I was like, this is not practical. Like, there needs to be an elastic waistband, please. 
But um, yeah, I would say those brands. And then one other is that I've checked out more recently that I think I'm going to like as he gets more into boyhood is Mini Bowden. It's the mm. company out of the UK, B-O-D-E-N. And they have really cute stuff, lots of animal prints, lots of just fun, fun stuff. Again, good sales there as well. If it's not on sale, wait for a family member or friend or a gift card. But those are mine. Yeah, I would say, um, so I did a, we did a ton of Burt's Bees from, I mean, his sheets, his towels. Oh, sheets his, too. Yep, I'll get yeah. towels too, yeah. They're all so soft that it's just really, really soft material. It just seemed like a good one for him to, to lounge in. So we did a lot of just those classic ones. Um, we did Gap, we did, I did a lot of Old Navy too, um, just because they're just so affordable. And they were decent quality and actually looked really cute on him. And they go through stuff so quickly, you know, I, I mm -hmm. have a I have a little bit of a hard time. I'm, my husband says I'm cheap, and it's totally true, because I don't want to spend a ton of money on stuff that he's just going to grow out of so quickly. So um, I did that, and I also actually really like the Cat and Jack line from Target. Um, oh, again, I do affordable. like that too. Yeah, it's very affordable. And I just went and bought it. Got to be shorts and t-shirt season, and I just went and bought several little pairs at um, Target that were like five bucks for shorts and t-shirts and all that. And I just think it's great because I don't care if they get dirty. I don't care if they get ruined. Um, but they you don't have to lay him on his back and tell him to suck in. No, you know? I do not have to body shame my child about you know putting on his clothing. So yeah, I call that a win. So those are those are a couple of my favorites. <laughs> and I'll also say like we have all these super cute clothes. That he never wore because I mean, oh, so true. I wasn't gonna so get true. him all fancy and dressed up, you know. I don't know, just well, to speaking, lay around the house. We might have worn nice outfits once, and then well, they're still in the closet. I remember my mom was so cute when she found out we we're having a boy. She sent us like a few baby clothes that were just the cutest. One that she picked out was a Janie and Jack. It's like a crocheted sweater onesie, like just envision with little buttons, buttons up oh, the crotch God, and legs. <laughs> And the, it's crocheted material, so getting the button in there is like, it's it's just, it's like trying to shove in a shower rod that is just way too big for the, <laughs> the space. And so I just remember, like, the couple times of putting him in that, and he is adorable, don't get me wrong, my mom was so thoughtful, it's beautiful. Mom, if you're listening, I loved that outfit, and I guess I saved it if I have another child. However... I will, we'll probably dress that child in it just one time. Yes, I have several outfits that I put on to take a picture and then they never oh, yeah. really wore them oh, yeah. again. So, exactly. You know, I mean, and all that's great, but the second time around, I will not fret over having so much of that stuff and stick to just totally. some of the basics. So, all right. So what was your favorite? We're going to call this baby transportation item, but you know, how, how did your baby get around town? So I was really happy with our car seat. It was actually a hand-me-down from good friends of ours. It was the Chico Key Fit 30. And that is actually one little thing I'll just kind of slip in here as well. If you know somebody who has something and you, and you know you know the person, you trust them, you're, you know, for example, we knew that these friends would never have given us a car seat, for example, that had been in an accident of any sort. So I say that when you can get a hand-me-down baby item, it's definitely like... I would encourage people to take advantage of that just because this stuff totally. is so expensive. And I didn't do that. I was a little snobby about stuff just because it was my first kid and I wanted to buy stuff. But in retrospect, I'm like, God, there's stuff he used for like two weeks, you know? And I'm like, why did I waste the money and buy that? So yeah, do it. Yeah, totally. And so, yeah, I would say that was just a really great um, car seat and... Let's see, what else did I really like? I also liked for carrying Emerson, it's the baby Catan. So it's probably just easiest to have, if you're, if you're interested in hearing more about it, just to Google it. Um, Catan is K apostrophe T-A-N. And it's just a very 
simple, easy baby carrier that it's one of those was like wraps really that are great for newborns. So. Exactly, but you don't have to like wrap it around yourself like a mummy. It's like yep. a little bit. I use like one of straps. those. I can't remember which one it was, but I used one. The boba, I think, was the one I used. Yeah, that, that looked yeah. really cool, but then I was like, oh, I don't know. If I'll, it's a lot of straps. I did like it because I could get, to me, a better fit. But, mm, I mean, yeah, I, I used it less because it was, you know, pain in the butt. But my yeah. favorite was the, um, I love our Ergo 360. It took a little while for Owen Same. to be able to fit in it. But yeah, once he did, I mean, it was like maybe, so what, much What do you better. think, like four months? Three, I want to say I want to say it was around three months that I started using it um, with him. Yeah, I think it was around three months, um, and it was a game changer because it was just so much easier. Because I had been using the big wrap things, and it was such yeah. a pain in the butt. Um, so for me, the Ergo is great, and I mean, such a good investment because I mean they're not super cheap, but I mean I still use it. So you know, it's great. No, it's really helpful, and the Ergo is awesome because. Once I want to say Emerson was about five months old, I could turn him outward facing, which they love to see out. I remember taking him to Whole Foods for the first time. I think we sent each other pictures both the first time we uh, turned him out. We did. Does this look right? Does this this. okay? I know. I had someone take. I had someone take a picture, and it was so funny because in my mind, I'm like, I got to show Emma this. You know? I know. Yep, I remember that. And then just recently, I wore Emerson on my back like a little backpack. Yeah. And that was awesome. My only caveat is. I don't think that I could have successfully arranged and set that up without my husband's help. Like yeah. I, w- I would love to backpack wear him, for example, on like even not a super long walk, maybe like a quick 20, 30 minute in the neighborhood. However, I don't think I could get him in there myself. So yep. I would have to backpack wear only if we're out and about, but it's really a great option and it distributes the weight a lot better just because in the front, I mean, now that they're getting older, like when do you oh, think it hurts like, my back. Yeah, totally. it does yeah. hurt. It yeah. does hurt. Started like yeah. really hurting like around kind of, the 10, 11 month mark, I was like, okay, we're winding yeah. down. But yeah, the backpack yep. thing is really cool. Yep. All right. So what was your favorite toy that you would recommend for kind of that, we'll say the two to eight month period is where we're going to start. Yeah, I would say it's a piano mat and it's by Fisher Price and it's like 49 bucks on Amazon. If you just Google Fisher Price piano mat and it's just, um, it's a little mat and there's the babies can lay on their back and they can look up at little things and, and learn to grasp them and touch them. You can flip them over onto their tummies. They can do tummy time facing a little keyboard that lights up. The songs will never leave your head. Purple monkey flying in a coconut tree. <laughs> like, uh, Owen still, we still have it out because every once in a while he'll go over and start playing, playing on it. And I keep it. trying oh. to put it away and my husband's like, no, he likes, he likes it. It's so but I'm See, like, I, I, I gave mine to a friend of mine because I was like, song. I was like, I think your baby would like this. And she, she Ugh, did. She sent me pictures of him liking it. But yeah, it's great. But yeah, it's very it's dangerous. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, but we, we used it. I mean, it was like, oh, I remember sure. him being for eight, nine time. months crawling through it, falling on it. So yep. yeah, no, that's yep. a, that was a hoot. Yep. So mine is Scout, which is, what is he? Is he a bear? Is he He's a, a dog, I think. He's a, oh yeah, duh. He's a dog. What am I yeah, Scout the dog. Scout he's amazing. Dog. I love him. Yeah, but he's you, great. you guys uh, gifted I, us Scout. We have yes, our own Scout too. Thanks, thanks well, to Well, my family. sister-in-law sent it to us and I didn't break it out for a little while, but you like plug it in and program their name and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But Owen loves it. And now he's, now he knows how to press the buttons himself. And mm. so, yeah, we get, he loves the sleepy nighttime one that he plays all the time. Like oh, the music. it lasts for five minutes of nighttime. Yeah. Oh no. Music. If you hit it multiple times, you can move it to 10 minutes, which stop. P.S. We never figured that out. Owen figured it out. So, oh, that yeah. is a pro pro tip right there. <sighs> Genius baby. Um, so, what was your favorite <laughs> nine to twelve month toy? So, I would say it's the Happy brand H A P E, and I love it's the xylophone toy. Oh, that has a little xylophone that pulls out with a little hammer and then three balls. 
And it's actually like one of those very much like a Montessori-esque toy because it's super open-ended. You know, they describe the toys as the open-ended when the baby can be creative with them. Emerson has loved this toy. They say it starts around nine months. I think I pulled it out for him maybe around seven or eight just to kind of like have him just start using it. Oh my goodness. He still loves it. He carries that little hammer around his room. He Cute. loves it. So it's it's a really good toy. I want to say it runs about maybe 29 bucks or so, 25 to 29 Very reasonable wooden pieces good quality we have a few other of the, the happy toys that we just love but yeah the xylophone toy is super bomb and he's still loving it 14 months so hey oh, it goes great. longer than yeah, 12 for sure so we love these uh, I, I guess i'm always going to give the cheap option here um the little plastic stacking cups we bought the like three dollar ones or something girl we have those Amazon. too though yeah we have those too. The same ones yeah i, I should have looked up the brand i'll put them in the show notes um but yeah three bucks Owen still plays with them still. Now we use them more to like sort stuff. Like he likes to put stuff in different cups and whatever. Um, but yeah, loved them. Great. Carries them everywhere. Still makes them happy. So definitely just some basic stacking cups are a winner. I'm going to insert one more in here. And this is what you got. Well, this is 12 month though. So I suppose this is for a second episode, but we'll, uh, we'll you're just breaking say it now. all the rules. Breaking the rules. I'm just a rule breaker tonight, but it's totally. the gift that you got Emerson for his first birthday. And that's the Melissa and Doug like animal farm fridge magnets. Oh yeah. And that is just so much fun because they're in the kitchen and they're already like underfoot being crazy, but just the magnets are so fun. And I find he find he like knows now that they're magnetic. So he will like stick them into various things that are magnetic. So like we have oh, these yeah. like- we get them all over the stove. Yes. Oh, we get them on the bar stool, like on this like little, it's like a metal part of the bar stool. He'll put it on there. One time, I, I think I told you this, I'm like putting him in the bath. I'm about to like soap him. And I realize he's holding on to the, to the silly hen. He's holding on to the hen from the farm. I'm like, why did the hen, how did the hen come all the way upstairs? And I didn't notice it as I took your diaper off and changed your clothes. And now the hen is in the bath. Well, for some reason, Owen always wants to walk around with the donkey and hand it to me. And I really, really think he's just calling me an ass. So I kind of don't appreciate it because I'm the only one he hands that one to. I needed and it's that. like he'll run across the room that. and he's like, so here, mommy, this is what you're acting like today. So I'm like, thanks, hey, kid. Hey, at least, he didn't give you, at least he didn't give you the cow. Well, that valid point, valid point. If we get, the, I don't know if by the end of the quarantine at this rate, that might happen. So uh, I kid. Kind of. Um, okay. So Favorite baby sleep resources, which ugh, I feel like that's just such a topic. So we'll keep it brief on this. But um, and that's yeah. a whole that's a whole like podcast yeah, topic. Um, there's not enough wine in the world. But no, um, definitely not. I would say hands down taking care of babies. And if this is the first time that you're hearing this, taking care of babies is the word taking and then K or, or C-A-R-A. I, C A R A C A R exactly like you you think of the, I don't know why I said K phonetics but C A R A and then babies taking Kara babies because her name's Kara brilliant but she is phenomenal her She's the best yeah her resources are great there are programs you can purchase from her and all, including you can get phone consults etc and then her blog is a wealth of knowledge following her on instagram she does live stuff she does stories she does i just love constantly. she has a free sleep schedule and yeah. it was the most helpful thing to me ever so helpful. i still refer to it like when i'm like wait how long like what nap should he have or how long or what she helps what you with might the be framework. a troubleshooting issue yeah totally great. she's great yeah yep so yeah that would be that would be hands down and then the other thing i would just say is is you know my I guess my advice that, that was given to me that I did really use that I would definitely pass on is that, you know, each, each baby is going to be different. So do what, what works, what's best for your family. So for example, we put Emerson in his crib 
in his own bedroom at one month old. And I realized the, you know, American Association of Pediatrics recommends six months of room sharing. I mean, obviously I talked this over with my pediatrician and also my OBGYN as well, just for additional feedback because both are mothers and said, they said it's fine. Um, and my husband was also comfortable with it being a physician, but that was what worked for us was having him, it was, he was 10 steps away from my bedroom, but it was just the best choice for us. So I would say, trying to find a little bit of that balance of you want to be safe, you want to take the best care possible of your baby, but you also have to be realistic. Also, I had people telling me from three months old, sleep train, here's this you know, amazing thing, you just let the baby cry, shut the door, leave, leave the baby. That mom's on call book, I mean, there are aspects of that book that I enjoyed, but I think around three months, I tell you, put the baby in his room at 7 p.m., close the door and come back at 7 a.m., he'll learn. And I'm like, over my dead body, Emerson was still eating like three times a night at three months old. So I think that, I mean, no problem if somebody is choosing to do that, like you find what works best for you. But for me, like jumping into that box was definitely not happening. So I, I would say that that's something to consider. I think for me, I mean, taking care of babies was definitely my, my favorite resource just because she has a, um, I don't know, just her attitude was really relatable to me. She didn't seem pushy or judgy. And she's so, so real, you know? Yep. Um, so that was really helpful. But in, in the other just piece of advice I got was relax. Babies will sleep eventually. And sometimes mm -hmm. like their developmental path is different than another baby's. And so when I stopped trying to like force it or question like, am I doing something wrong because he's not sleeping through the night? Or is there something wrong with him because he's not sleeping through the night? Once I kind of got over that to a little bit and was just like, man, we're just all doing our best. He got there, you know, like I never thought he would sleep through the night. And then we got there and it was mm -hmm. just on his own timetable. And I felt like I wasted a lot of time and energy trying to force things instead of just being like, look, is it great that I'm not sleeping as much as I'd like? No, but spending every waking hour Googling how to fix my baby, you know, is just exhausting. So I don't know. That was my, my, I guess, best piece of advice. No, it's, I think that's a really good point. And also just realizing that sometimes there isn't really an answer. Nope. I think it was like three nights ago, four nights ago, Emerson woke up at 2 a.m. It was un, like basically inconsolable from 2 till 3.15 a.m. And I finally had to nurse him at 3.15 in the morning. He hasn't had to nurse through the night in like two months. And that, that was that one night. That's what had to happen. We tried, we rubbed his back, we waited it out a little bit. I mean, it was just a mess of a night. The next night, totally fine. So it just yep. was kind of like a reminder that, you know what, it's going to be all over the place sometimes. And I think sometimes trying to like figure out the why, like, why did he wake up? What's wrong? It's like, mm -hmm. it's just a waste of time. So anyway, we'll get into sleep on another billion episodes because that's just a big topic. So um, favorite postpartum advice that you received? Um, just ask for help and don't be afraid to delegate. I wish I had taken this advice a little more seriously because I was not great on either of those things. But I think, yeah, just knowing, you know, knowing how to how to reach out and, and ask for help, whether it's a friend, whether it's husband, et cetera. I think part of that's a learning curve, but yep. yeah. I think for me, um, I guess my favorite postpartum advice. Mm -hmm. I think it's just everything happens in phases and that this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that being mm -hmm. the good and Solid. the bad, um, because 
I mean, it is funny. We were just talking about a girl in our online group asked, you know, about a, a sleep question at seven months. I'm like, God, I can't even remember. But at the time, it seemed so important and so, you know, mm-hmm. serious. And yet everything passes so quickly. And they go through these phases where you're like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be forever. And then before you know it, it's completely different. And so just kind of recognizing that even the tough times will pass quickly, but also the good times. So try to um, enjoy them as much as you can. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so true. Okay, favorite book related to, uh, I guess, pregnancy, motherhood, any of that? So I have two. I loved Expecting Better by Emily Oster. And she also is the writer of Crib Sheets. And both just basically are a, I would say it's a, like a data-backed approach to every question you might have about pregnancy and postpartum and motherhood. So she does everything from you know, how many cups of coffee can you have when you're pregnant to what sleep training method is best for your child, et cetera. And she breaks it down in in science and numbers. She's an economist. And I just found it to be fantastic, both resources that she wrote. And also, I love the book, You Are a, and then it's the word effing awesome mom, but it's F apostrophe C-K-I-N-G. So if you look it up on Amazon, you can't actually write the whole F word. You have to do the star. And it's by Leslie Ann Bruce. And that is just a very fun read and honest and real and just all about motherhood. And I was thrilled to see also in Leslie Ann Bruce's book that she does make reference to the word matrescence. So it's definitely a word that's... to me and it was so good. Yes. Yes, I did send it to you. It's it's a really, really good read. So, yep. Um, I would say my favorite, um, I, I'm just going to go back to no period. Now what? I mean, I know that was True. not really the Bible. pregnancy, but it was the getting the pregnancy and I still use it now postpartum. I was going to say, there's still stuff reference. in there that we look up for, yeah, yeah, for reference. Totally. So that's just, just my go-to. Um, okay. So it's kind of our last one. Um, favorite podcast relating to whether pregnancy, motherhood, any of those? So my favorite podcast is the French podcast, La Matrescence, which is the word matrescence. And it is by a woman by the name of Clementine Sarla, and she is actually a journalist. She's in the, the world of sports journalism, although she's also a certified pre- and postnatal yoga instructor as well. But uh, that was a podcast that I, that I discovered during my pregnancy that I still listen to. I, I love her, her interviews. I love her insight. I love basically everything that she does. And I think that she's, she's fantastic both as a journalist and also as a mom. She's currently expecting her second baby. So anyways, if you are a French speaker, I highly recommend looking up her podcast. And if you are not a French speaker, she is still worth following on Instagram because she does occasionally some stuff in English and, and she has certainly a lot of, a lot of positive content on there as well. And her Instagram is just at, and then la matrescence, uh, which is like L-A and then the same word matrescence. So. That would be mine. What about you, Emma? Mine is there is this hilarious podcast called One Bad Mother, if you have not listened to it. And I just binged it. It, it. I think it's been on for six years or something like that. And I found it. And I bet I spent three months just like every day listening to an episode or two. <laughs> and those ladies are just hilarious. They're just my sense of humor. I'm very sarcastic. I just try to not take things too seriously. And they are just so funny and just so real and I don't know. I just just find them very relatable. And the fact that they, you know, talk about real life motherhood, but and they complain about things, but it's not in a like, woe is me kind of way. It's like, yeah, we chose this, but this part sucks. But these parts are great, too. I don't know. It's very nonchalant and funny and sarcastic and totally a great listen. So if you haven't listened to it, I would just go back to the beginning and and enjoy it. It's something to um, 
make light of some of the craziness that is motherhood. So, yeah. Cool. I'm going to have to check that one out. Yeah, it's so good. So what is up next for us? Well, we're going to be having an interview with Alicia Peterson of Mama Bird Lactation Services. And we really look forward to getting to know her a little bit more. She's a lactation consultant based out of Arizona, but she also does consult work across the country as well. So she's a fabulous resource. And we're going to be asking her some questions. And in fact, we would love if you all have any specific breastfeeding questions. We're going to post this as well on Instagram just to see if anyone has any questions that you would like us to pose to her. So we're going to be able to ask her some of not only our own questions, but hopefully some of yours as well. And then we're also going to be diving into our own breastfeeding journeys and also baby feeding in general. So Emma went the baby led weaning route. I did a little more traditional puree route. And we're going to just share a little bit about how we move through breastfeeding to solid food feeding and kind of where we are today with our 14-month-olds. So that is what is on the docket next for us. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you guys hanging in there with us today. Um, we hope everybody's doing okay. This is just such a tough time right now. And um, hang in there. We will all get through it together. So um, you can find us um, on abcsofmatrescence.com is our website. You can find us on Instagram as abcsofmatrescence. And, you know, since we have a little extra free time, if you don't mind taking a second just to click on your app and rate and review us is really, really helpful. Also, if you know like a mom friend or you're in a mom group or something like that and you think others like to listen to podcasts and they might enjoy our topics, we'd love if you would just pass that along. And yep. So thank you guys so much for joining us for episode eight. And we can't wait to catch up with you next time. Thanks, guys. Yep. Everybody hang in there. Stay safe. Stay home. Yep. Stay home. (laughs) Stay home, please. So this can be over sooner. Stay home. Stay home. Listen to our podcast. All right, friends. (laughs) Yeah. Listen to our podcast. Stay home. All right. We're out. Bye. (laughs) Bye.